Welcome. You are listening to a special episode of TLR's podcast. In this series, we are talking to the reviewers who brought you TLR's 55 most reread books. Each episode breaks down the list into specific favorites for that reviewer. You can find more reviews and best of lists on thelesbianreview.com. Today I'm joined by Valden Bush, reviewer at TLR. Today we're talking about her selection for TLR's 55 rereads. Okay, so let's just start with the question, why reread books? What is it that attracts you to certain books and not others? I think it's the emotion that, that the book brings out inside me, that you go to read a book and I don't tend to read single books, they tend to be series because... If I get into um, an atmosphere, an emotion, I want to keep going. So if I'm in a world, for science fiction, for example, I want to keep going in that world. And I differ from a lot of science fiction readers. They can tell you the colour of people's clothes, the bolts that are on... um, the bolts that are on a a doorframe. They can tell you the specialization of the science and the whatever I don't care really about that because I'm actually in there for the emotion does that sound a bit strange so you could say to me so what about the craft in the Caffinan Fletcher Delancey and I'd say it's big (laughs) (laughs) I don't have or I'm not interested in the the stuff as long as it sounds good it works for me but I love the way authors get the emotion between the players, the characters that are in the, the, the book. Um, and series often have the same setting, but different uh, people in it. So it carries on often the feelings and the emotions that you had in the first volume. But it's actually interesting. I was talking to somebody saying I, I only reread series And they said, did you know that if you, um, and I'd actually heard one of the publishers say that if you have a trilogy, the first book sells, say, 100, the second book will only sell 50, and the third book will only sell 25. So you think somebody's doing a series with five books in it. Why aren't people reading the rest of them like me? I must confess, I'm one of those people that don't generally read through a series. I will very, I will very rarely read beyond book one, and it's not that I don't like series books, and I don't like. I totally get what you mean by, you know, you get really invested in the world and you get really invested in the characters. I've never been able to figure out why I just don't. I I generally don't. I've got some exceptions, but by and large, I'm not a series reader. Uh, you asked us for a list. I gave you a list, but to be frank, you know, if you added all of Radcliffe's series, Jane Fletcher's series, and a numerous other author's series, I, I could they could go on my list as well because they're what I. When you haven't got that much money, you save up for books. So I save up for my series, and they're my Christmas presents. And, and I reread them over and over and over again. Yep. Lesfic is particularly expensive as well in terms of the, the fictional world. So I totally get it. Okay. Um, so let's start with Fated Love by Radcliffe, one of the few books that are not part of a series that you've put on your, 
your list. For those interested, it is available in audiobook narrated by the fabulous Abby Creden. Yes, it, yes, it is. And it's the audiobook is, I would say, is as good as the, uh, the written word. It's really nicely done. Um, I have both. <laughs> she said, um, I, I have a thing about Quinn Maguire. Um, the, yeah. the story basically is um, uh, two, the two main protagonists, uh, Quinn and Honor. Uh, uh, Quinn is a surgeon with a past who's going to work in an ER that's headed up by Honor. Um, and who is who also has a past i don't want to give anything away here so i'm trying to be careful and it's about how they meet how they get together um in terms of working together and what happens and they are a, a typical radcliffe uh one is as dark as the other is light so they're really contrasting and i just to me it's a really emotional story Fated Love is one of those Radcliffe classics uh, that really bring all the feelings to the surface. I, I so relate to the restlessness, the unhappiness, that sort of um, I can't sleep properly, I need to be doing something all the time of Quinn Maguire. I do because I completely was like that before I met tomorrow. So, like, I completely get it. Quinn was a six years old doctor though as well <laughs> <laughs> yes well i i didn't like to say that hot 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 <laughs> well i mean it's radcliffe there's gonna be hot characters it just is you know <laughs> it's like a fact of life i know i'm i'm reading um the latest in her honor series cost of honor and i mean she still does it i she she puts in a few pages and i'm whoa <laughs> I'm just, I'm, a I'm just a sucker. <laughs> well, there's a reason Radcliffe is such a giant in the industry, you know. Exactly, so. exactly. So, But that brings us to another one of hers that's also on your list and on my list, which is Tomorrow's Promise. Also standalone, but it also has the same kind of uh, dark and broody, restless character, which I just fall in love with. Yes, um, the same thing. Um, I love it because of... Um, Tanner Whitley, who mm -hmm. is the dark and broody and going off and uh, trying to run away from her life uh, with drink and drugs. But I really love Adrienne Pierce because she's, mm. uh, she's got uniform on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a sucker for uniforms, as you know. <laughs> uh, but the whole, the whole story... Um, relate with me i've uh not me personally but i've been involved in dealing with illness of the type that adrian pierce has had so i can relate to all of that really well when you are in that situation how you hang on to things that you, you that you used to live and realize that they don't work anymore and and life is a, a before cancer and after cancer and there's a real change there and that's what adrian pierce is going through that that change 
So it, it's a lovely, lovely story. Um, and, and of course, if you read the se- other series, the Tanner Whitley and Adrian come into the Honor series yeah. and there's crossovers, which um, Radcliffe does all the time, which mm. are good. Which is awesome. I feel like Radcliffe needs like a, a giant, you know, in the L word, Alice's link, the sort of diagram of who everybody who slept with everybody. That, but with Radcliffe's books, just in case, just in terms of like this character appears in this book and this book and this book, and because it's it's a whole world. Hey, <laughs> you're in Provincetown, and and suddenly Dell from the Justice series appears. <laughs> So it's crossed over in the series, and and now I've got I'm look reading about Dell again, and I'm in the Honor series. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I love it. I want somebody to create that chart for sure. <laughs> I bet you somebody your your listeners will hear this, and somebody will appear with one. That'd be awesome. One of the spreadsheet queens. <laughs> That's true, hey. <laughs> Which isn't me for sure. <laughs> Okay, so on your list is also Protector of the Realm by Gunbrook. So this is one of those series as you're talking about, right? Yeah, it was one of the early books I read because I started, I got into Lesbic through the Caffinan and Fletcher Delancey series. And then I looked around for something else to read and ended up with Gunbrook. I would say that she's science fiction light. Okay. In terms of, it's a good science fiction story, but again, we're not interested in how you get from A to B in what kind of, uh, in great detail, but there's, there is a sense of otherworldliness and a sense of um, emotion between um, names. (laughs) Uh, The captain of the ship, Jessalon, and Kellen and how they relate to each other. And then through the, the stories, um, other strong women come in in each of the four episodes of the series. And I, I just love that sense of adventure. I know it's mm. science fiction, but it is really adventure about going off and women going off and doing things. I don't know whether you want me just to summarise the story. Basically, it's the captain of a starship who eventually takes captive a woman and a small boy. And it transpires that the woman is something that is a surprise. And the small boy is a surprise as well. And it's the story of the worlds that are involved in that, that sort of capturing and what the where's and the why for's. I'm trying not to give away any of the story. But it's um it it's it's a classic, I think. Of it. it's it's an older book, although the last one is fairly recent. The first one is one of her early books. And I think, you know, what's available in science fiction now is completely different to what was available ten, fifteen years ago. And and I think a good honour for writing it for one thing but the world it just she has the ability I was talking to um it sounds like I'm name dropping well I suppose I am I'm talking I was talking to a couple of authors 
<laughs> about, because I'm trying to write, about what you put into a science fiction world in terms of content. How do you make that world believable? And they, um, I, I'll, I'll say who they were, they were Jane Fletcher and Bray Willow. So they're both write really well. And they were saying about how you need to write enough. Don't overwrite your world because people won't be interested in too much information, but you need enough to make your world real. And I think Gumbook did that. She had that ability. Does that make sense? It does. You don't want to overwhelm the reader with too many facts that aren't important to the story, but you want to world build enough that they feel like they're there. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, there's there's a whole raft of questions. If you go to write something, uh, science fiction, you suddenly start to say, oh, my God, what, 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 how do I deal with time? What's a day if mm. you haven't got the sun going round? Well, this is the exact sort of thing that these amazing authors manage to tackle and, and do well enough that it seems seamless when you're reading it. Exactly, exactly. And that's why some of these series, I think, are particularly good, because the authors have done that. Uh, when you're not writing a contemporary novel, world building becomes an interesting challenge, I think, for anybody, including uh, the next book, which is Golden Seal by Jill McKnight. She may write it in this world, but now there's all sorts of werewolf law and things that have to go into it. Yes, and... and I love her intersection between the real world and the wolven world. I don't do wolves and paranormals and vampires and what have you, but a number of people suggested I ought to read it because it's got a, uh, Jill McKnight's got a lovely sense of humour and that was part of it. But the emotion involved in, she gets you involved in, the main characters, and then just at the point where you're thinking, oh, my God, you're laughing. And, and it, 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 I don't know how she does it, but it, I, I was not inclined to think I'd enjoy it, but I really, really enjoyed the first in the series. Is that Golden Seal? I can't remember. It is Golden but Seal. But it's, it's the yep. next one, I think. Um, Amber Eye. Amber Eye. Is that the one with the... Um, uh, the little yes. dog. Yes, and and, and the, the, the yeah. woman who's her assistant, and that the office yes. politics, where um, the chair stealing <laughs> and the stapler. <laughs> yes, this is one of those rare series that I actually read the whole series and devoured it, and I will go back and reread the whole series because I actually loved every book was individual and interesting and the main characters were so different from one another. What I loved about her is each pairing was so perfect for each other. So they weren't the same. The thing about somebody like Red, I love Red, but you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get the strong, butch, broody character and then the sort of more femme, lighter character generally and and they're going to pair up. And that's great. And I love Rad for it because I know exactly what I'm going to get. With these books, with McKnight, I had no idea what I was going to get. And every book was a delightful and different read. It's exactly right. And uh, there's the one with the uh, the pink camper van. The the girl and, and the house living with the... Um, is it her, her 
uncle or grandfather. I think it was her uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Yeah. 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 And the whole of that story again, you kept saying to yourself, I don't believe that. Whoa. And and it was just amazing. You know, I I um I've just read she she started on a new trip uh with witches in the UK. Uh, and of course I don't read Burrage. witches either. Barrage, yeah. <laughs> and oh my god, I have been laughing and laughing and laughing. It's it's a very, very, very good read. So and I, I sent her an email and said, are you going to do any more? And she said, number two's in production. <laughs> so it's wonderful. No, Jill's fantastic. She's one of the few authors I've actually done two different books of hers as book club reads because she just writes across the spectrum. Nothing from her is ever the same as the thing before. Yeah, and she does have, she's got a wicked sense of humor. I do love that about her. So, but the the Garul series, which is on the list, is... A great take on a contemporary sort of urban fiction werewolf type thing, but there's definitely romance in every single book. I I can't remember where it's set. It's somewhere like Oregon. Um, oh, I have no idea where, but it's set in Little Dip, which Little Dip, and is, uh, you yeah. can you can smell the woods. You know, yes. her 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 writing is such that. And the the river that runs through there, I was reading it in the winter, but you could really find yourself wanting to swim in it. I completely agree. When she talks about the claw marks on the trees or the the smell of the earth or the sounds of the wolves in the forest, you feel like you're there. She just is a magnificent author. Completely agree. Thank you for spending your time with TLR. We rely on the support of listeners, patrons and advertisers, so please click on our links to buy, check out the show notes to find our Patreon link, and support our advertisers. You are listening to the Lesbian Review Podcast. We bring you the best lesbian books, movies and music reviews on thelesbianreview.com. Okay. So your next book on the list is Beowulf for Cretans by Anne McMahon. Ah uh, yes, I'm a I'm an Anne McMahon fan. I'm <laughs> I'm I've I've got my Christmas money earmarked already for the latest one that's come out. And I've not read the one before because I'm saving them to read them together. Beowulf for Cretans is quite funny because I didn't know what a Cretan was, but in, in English I think it's a cretin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it quite confused me somewhat. And and I didn't read it for ages because I was didn't like the title. And I kept thinking there's something wrong with it. And then I read it and oh, again it's it's got it is a romance, but there's so much more in it. It's funny, it's um there's two strong women. But there's this side cast of characters that she's just so clever at writing about. Uh, I particularly liked... Oh, I was just trying to remember the professors now. I'm looking on my piece of paper. Um, Abby. Uh, Abby's brother. And Abby does things that will take you askance. And if I said to you... I don't want to give the story away. But if I said to you, she decided to go and visit grace and how she got there and you think oh that's that's stupid she, nobody would ever do that but 
Anne McMahon takes you on her journey and you could see why she did it and why she ended up where she ended up. And it is just priceless. From a lot of the authors that I've read, I really admire her writing because she takes you on a journey but makes comment, which you don't realise she's doing, but makes comment about the things that she sees wrong within the American system, whether it's the education system, the political system or whatever. And her word choice is, I wish I'd got that kind of word choice. Do you know what I mean? She She's very specific. And she says, yes. she says things and you feel like you could lift numerous sentences out of her book because they are clever. McMahon is for sure a deep thinker. Mm, yeah, very much so. But it doesn't mean that her books are boring. Are you going to talk about the series? Because then I'll talk about the series next. Cause yes, we'll go on to the, the series next. Jericho is just... Oh, I can't tell you. I I read Jericho and I got to the end of it and I thought, oh, I don't know what I'm going to read now. I want <laughs> I want more. I'm I'm there. I'm 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 with them all. And I then so, so then I had the audio book. <laughs> so I had, I read the audio book at the audio book as well. But then eventually I've read the series and the audio. I've then listened to the audio book and I've reread and reread. And it is just her characters are clever. The people who surround the, the story really. Um, settles around I'm just trying to remember the names of people I'm not very good at names Sid, Sid the librarian Mm. and Maddie and the people around them and it is very I suspect it's very um, American in terms of the organisation of things and the political statements but I don't care, I love it it's like I th- you could actually take it as a, a piece of history of a bit of America in my English viewpoint. <laughs> it's, it's a, there's, a, there's a girl in there called uh, Norma Jean Fremantle, who is in all three volumes, who is a complete disaster at the start. And eventually, oh, I don't want to give away the story, but she is absolutely delightful. And, and Anne gets her beautifully and you follow her with such interest and she she does things that you think oh no (laughs) you know those sort of things a young girl will do wrong she does them Mm. and it's 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 delightful there's how many books in the jericho series three hey yeah yeah i want more It's 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 it is you really are if you if you like good characterization and a lovely story of a community. I mean, one of the stories has got I don't I don't know my cars, so I have no idea what a red Camaro is, but this car that has been caught in a storm and parts of it are throughout the community. They're they're looking for parts of it because it's been taken apart. And it's just this wonderful story about people. And the red Camaro takes up half a story, really. (laughs) It's wonderful. McMahon is also one of these legends in the the industry for a reason. 
Alright, so let's go on to In the Distance There Is Light by Harper Bliss. So this is one of those standalones, or is this part of the series as well? No, no, this was a standalone. Um, there's Obviously, she's written a lot of series, which I've read and reread, as, as you do. In my view, it's the best book she's written. It's still, with all the books she's written now, I still think it's the best book she's written. It's, it's a story, and it, it, she's tackled something that people would perhaps think would be difficult. Uh, a woman, her husband dies, and it's the relationship between the woman and her husband's mother. So they're both grieving and how they deal with it. And it is very emotional, very carefully written. I enjoyed the characters and what happened. I'm trying not to say anything because I think if you read it, you will get into it. But a lot of Harper Bliss's books are strong on story and a little less on character. And this is really strong, in my view, on character and that the story is just allowed to run itself. So mm. it's, it's um, in, in my humble opinion, it's really just well written. So it's more emotive then because people are more drawn to characters. And it is a difficult subject, the relationship between, um, obviously, a, a, a wife and a mother and, and how that progresses. I think it, was, yeah. it was beautifully done. And I like rereading it, <laughs> as you obviously guessed. <laughs> That's great. Let's talk about Lethal Affairs. Now, this is a whole different kind of a series to the emotional stuff we've just been talking about. This is a very action-based series. Yes. In my youth, obviously, as you're aware, I didn't find Lesvik till a few years ago, and I'm positively ancient. That means I spent a lot of my life not reading Lesvik. Um, I'm reading science fiction and adventure stories and thrillers. That, that was my total life. Um, but I started reading adventure stories and I was brought up on um, Alistair MacLean, Desmond Bagley, um, Hammond McKinnis. There are lots of um, Neville Shute. They were all uh, adventure story writers in the 60s and 70s. 19, not 18. <laughs> Sorry. You're not quite that old, hey? <laughs> but, you know, and so from the age of, I don't know, 10 or 11, my parents let me read adventure stories. And, and they're my, uh, my silent love. I go back to them. I just... But they were always men doing it, not women. It was a problem. Right. I completely agree. And this is what's so wonderful about this series. Or well, pretty much anything that Kim Baldwin writes is that there's this kick-ass woman doing stuff. It's fantastic. And I, I, I don't think that there's too much difference in our ages. So I wonder whether she was a, a Desmond Bagley reader or a Neville Shoot reader in her youth. The the right I I've got every single book that Kim Baldwin's written, and that that series I just love because it's just slightly not real, in that mm. there's the 
this uh, place that trains these women to do wonderful things. It's like a spy school. Yes, exactly. And they have names like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Lynx and I don't know. It's just wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you tell I sound about 15 again? (laughs) Oh, no, I completely agree. And Lethal Affairs is the first one here in the series. Yeah, yes, it's the. She's only. She's produced two on audiobook Lethal Affairs and Gemini Deception. Um, Mm. And and I've I've been waiting for the rest of them because the um, audiobooks of those two are really well done. Totally agree. Those are the only two in the series I've listened, I've consumed because they're on audiobook. And they're both stunning. There's a really good good characters in them the story behind them is good the adventure element is out of this world you know and Mm. you you end up in her books you know there's people after other people and you're in there chasing being chased or chasing or whatever you know it is completely shootouts car chases explosions you name it this is what you're going to get it's fabulous i know it's lovely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm I'm obviously a, an adventurer at heart. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you, hey. I'm a, a couch adventurer. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's about right. No, I'm a real life adventurer. <laughs> and let's talk about your final one, which I know you're going to fangirl the hardest over, which is the Caffinan. Well, yes, I came across the Caffinan a few years ago uh, as a science fiction reader. I read a lot of space opera type books with lots of um in, in fact in science fiction the science fiction world a lot of the guys write about kick-ass women <laughs> which is quite which is quite a nice thing to do but somebody recommended on one of the sites read the Caffinan. so i did and and i thought this has got women in it and the women are in in charge and the women are making decisions and oh my god and it was just so I've sort of really loved the whole of the series. I've followed... Fletcher Delancey has created a world full of empaths. And they're... What's the word I'm looking for? They're gender fluid. So they could be male or female when they start their lives. Their positions are... Most of the main positions are held by women and they have to fight to hang on to them. There's a spaceship with a, a captain and who's got a woman um, and a relationship with a woman. There's all the things you could think of that make you... The use of empathy in terms of these, this country of empaths has to use it to save themselves. So they use it as a weapon. So it, it there's a lot of questions you, you're asked. But in the writing, Fletcher manages to give you a good story, b a good world, and c adventure. And and she 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 sort of approaches all sorts of things. So one of the books, she's not sort of she doesn't step back from difficult things one of the uh books is about uh an asexual uh 
member of the population and the problems that they have. And that is, um, that is really, really well done. And she doesn't sort of uh, disappear and hide behind really important statements. That makes it sound as if, if her books are a whole load of political humdrum, but they're not. They're science fiction books. And she's got a wide audience, both male and female. So her books aren't necessarily um, totally a lesbian audience, although the bulk of them are. But I know if you speak to your science fiction reviewers, they will all mention... Um, the Chronicles of Ulsi as um, an important book set of books to read. I mean, I think mm. we're waiting for are we waiting for nine or ten? So, and I just wait for them for the next one to come out all the while. So, <laughs> they're my highlights. <laughs> In fact, there's such a popular series that there's a fan group on Facebook where you guys do like buddy reads and things. Yes, they're um, um, we're we're rereading the whole the whole series at the moment, thinking that if we reread the series before, we should be just about in time for the next book to come out, <laughs> which we tend to do a lot. <laughs> but and people pick up things that they didn't see last time they looked at the book. Uh, I think that covers all nine of your rereads. Is that well? Nine being the first in multiple series. <laughs> As I said to you before we started, next time I'm only going to have a list of one. <laughs> one series of like 50 books. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> Felden, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? I'm at uh, com. I have a... Uh, a website, and I'm on Twitter, and my handle's Falden Bush. And on Facebook, Falden Bush. Happy to discuss series with, with anybody. I love to find other people who are interested. Uh, Valden's also somebody good to follow because she gets involved with some of the UK events that are, you know, happening that are book-related. I usually tweet and Facebook about them anyway, so it's good. Thank you for tuning into the special TLR podcast series where we have been chatting about our favorite rereads. Please make sure to use our buy links for Amazon or become a patron. Using our buy links gives us a small commission on purchases you make on Amazon within 24 hours of clicking the link. Becoming a patron means you get exclusive content. Go to patreon.com slash the lesbian review for more.